Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Fred Moore, and today uh, on the phone call in is Anthony Mendez Fitness. He's located in Miami, Florida area, MendezFitness.com and MendezFitnessPro.com. Anthony has been in the fitness industry for over 10 years now and holds national and specialty certifications as well as a diploma in psychology. If you go on his website, you will see he offers many different fitness packages as well as custom-made plans, which is really cool because it's nice to have something that's specific to you. Um, I feel like custom-made plans are better because um, you own it. It's you. It's for you. And I think you could buy into it better and and carry through with it more. Um, Anthony has been on a whole bunch of different podcasts, and uh, you have articles written about you. And if you if people want to search for these articles, it can be easily found. Just search Anthony Mendez Fitness. Um, so, Anthony, you are very passionate about what you do. It shows how much you enjoy helping people target their fitness goals. And one of the ways you do this is that you offer unconventional style training, which is what we like to talk about here on the podcast. Um so thank you for coming on the show and let's jump right in. Let's talk about that unconventional style training that you like to do. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, you know, I got to say thank you for having me on here. You know, it's a true appreciation and, you know, humble just to be here um, talking to you. I love what you do, first of all, and everything that you're doing is amazing. So, so thank you for that. Thank you, sir. Um, so as far as the unconventional training goes, um, actually kind of let you guys know how I got started with that. And that was actually, so I, I started as a trainer with, um, remember Bali total fitness. Yeah. I used to be a member. Yeah. So, there, <laughs> so I was a trainer for one year there and then they got bought out by LA fitness. I worked with LA fitness for three and a half years. Then from there, I decided I need to take my education to another level. I moved to New York for half a year and I studied at the Equinox Academy, came back to Miami and then from there is when I started finding the realm of unconventional uh, training. And it had to do with the Viper tool, with animal flow, and all these movements that really caught my interest and attention because I was so fixated on just the traditional ways of training and the traditional sports performance ways of training that I, un that I understood. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, but... I just found the love and passion and saw the amazing value that unconventional training would bring to people, especially when you see a lot of people who are dealing with issues on a daily basis. Also athletes who have taken, been able to take their level of performance to the next, to the next level and being able to stay injury free because of this unconventional style of training. And that really sparked an interest for me because I'll, I had wanted to study sports medicine ended up not being for me. But in this way, I looked at it, well, if I can help prevent people, if I find a method or a way to help people not get injured, well, then it aligns with some of the things I wanted to do before, somewhere in the realm of sports medicine, where I wanted to help people in that sense of making sure that I treat their injuries or, or I make sure that they're healthy and that they're ready to go. So I found that love through there, and it just carried me on to where I'm at today. So it, it all started at Equinox. And, um, you know, my thing with unconventional training, the, the way I look at it, for me, I live my life unconventional. So for me, everything I do is unconventional. And it's kind of funny because that kind of opened my unorthodox ways of being and doing things. And I just feel that 
you can't you can't just be fixated on the one way the only way and that's not true you know and that's what i love about unconventional is that you can explore there's different movements there's new movements you can create other movements as long as you stay within the safe foundation foundational realms you can go and create and i'm a creator i love to create i can't just be doing the same thing over and over again and i like to explore what my body can do how i can take my body to another level I can, I like to see where my body needs work on, you know, cause that's the beauty of unconventional training that it exposes um, a lot of dysfunctions that we may have. And it also shows us where our strengths are, you know? And I think the beauty of all that is that you can start being more aware with your body and you can start seeing what direction you need to take through unconventional training. It just really like gives you so much feedback so much feedback and and I love that because the more feedback you get on anything not just training but on anything that's when you can start solving problems yeah and there's nothing better than uh preventative me, um, medicine right instead of uh treating an injury you treat the you treat the body uh prior to and preventing the injury and I mean that's that's the best way to you know, it's called being bulletproof and being durable and being resilient. And that's that's what we're talking about here. And that, that's what's so cool about this type of and style of training. And um, so you started to explore first with the Viper, but then at some point you got interested in the Mace, right? Yeah, definitely. So I started my whole things were viper body weight and kettlebells and then when the maze came out i started exploring with it um i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm a master with it but i'm a practitioner of it you mm -hmm. know and i enjoy using it all the time and incorporating with all my other training tools and it's just amazing the benefits that the steel maze can bring to you and it's amazing how you can use it in programs to create a healthier body healthier joints and let me tell you, it's just it's just cool because it's also an ancient tool that has been used for so long. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I love history. So that was another big thing for me. I'm like, man, it's so cool to see an ancient tool come back and be used the way we're using it. So um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, I competed in the Vintage Strength Games and I did the uh, traditional goddess style swing they call it the 10 and 2 or the 300 that's like the oldest move when it comes to mace that's it that's thousands of years old and just doing it for five minutes straight um i felt like i traveled back at the time i think i was ha actually having a out-of-body experience because i was so exhausted it felt like i was gonna kill myself but it was it was cool man i felt connected you know and and um our past is our present. Our present is our future. So everything's intertwined. And, you know, you hit an, uh, something really special on the head here about the creative element. And uh, cr being creative invigorates us, doesn't it? I mean, you could see it with musicians and stuff like that, right? You'll see a musician writing a new piece and they don't eat for days and they're just surviving on like like maybe like coffee or something and they're fired up and then they write a beautiful piece and then they pass out. And you write tons of programming for people, right? For sure. Yeah. So when you when you're creating programs for people and you're adding in the mace, do you do you find like a new thrill to it because of this? Oh, definitely. It's just because you know, first of all, it's it's when you get to program and you get to see how you can plug in this tool into somebody's routine. I just get, I get excited too first because 
I'm adding something new. I'm adding something that they most people at the beginning have probably not even knew what know what a mace is when you're working with a, a regular individual. Yeah. I've seen a mace, even athletes, you know. So when you give them this tool, I just love it because first of all, they're like, what do I do with this? And I love that answer, you know, because it, with anything you approach new, you're going to be, what do I do with this? And the first thing I do is just start, I just say, hold it, grip it, pull it, you know, play with it, move it this way, put it over here, go down with it, explore a little bit, mm -hmm. explore. Why not? We're here to explore. There's no right or wrong right now. Just move it around. See how you feel. Oh, this feels interesting. Oh, the, just so they can get familiar with it and they can just see how it feels to hold that thing. And I tell them, when you hold it and you grip that thing, don't you feel confident? Don't you feel strong? Like, don't you feel good? Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yo, I feel fucking good. Like, <laughs> yo, this thing makes me feel strong. Like, yo, some, I can literally grab this and swing this around and I can just, I'm telling you, like, you feel so good about it. So I always tell people, like, first thing is just hold it, move it around and see how you feel with it you know and then from there you know of course it's teaching the people the foundational stuff and then making sure that the movements align with their goals and you know if they have prehistorical injuries making sure that you know we're doing things that are safe for them and also to to show them that how this can help them with old discomforts injuries that they may have and how we can help them perform to do other things in life that you know, mimic certain movement patterns. Yeah. So, but my, my whole thing is just also too, is like, I like people to have fun with new things, you know? And I, and I feel too, like the, the steel mace is a tool that you can add on to your routine that you can have fun with, you know, and you can change your traditional way of training and just explore with this tool and see what you can do with it. Yeah, that's nice. And you know, I've, I've come out of, uh, I still do traditional training. I mean, I do all, I do bodybuilding style workouts and strength and conditioning. And what I do notice is, since I've been using the mace, when I go back to doing traditional style lifts, I'm paying attention to my body way differently than I used to. A lot of those moves, um, I was, not moves, a lot of those exercises I was doing, I was taking for granted. And just the other day, I was doing Arnold presses with dumbbells, and I was noticing I, I wasn't bringing my elbows together the way I should be. And I started focusing on that and I had to lower the weight down at like 20 pound dumbbells. Very humbling. But, all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we get kind of off track as we're on track. We get used to doing something for so long, little leaks start to happen. It's a great way to tighten up somebody's performance. And you've trained athletes. So athletes know how to use their bodies, right? When you hand them a mace, do you kind of see like that that questioning and that that curiosity all of a sudden like they don't know what to do with their body anymore? Definitely. I've seen that a lot when I've done with the mace and with the body weight, when I've done some of the flowing stuff. And when I see sometimes too crazy, I put these in, I put them in these positions that they see me in and they're like, oh, that's easy. And when they get into it, yeah. it's like, holy shit, how do you hold yourself here? Yeah. Or how do you lift you know and it's just like or how do you put that out here and it's just it goes to show them like man i need to work on these angles you know and it shows them like if i work on these angles imagine how i'm going to perform on the field if i have to do a tackle at an angle i have to reach for something the ball at an angle if i have to come out of here and also too many times some of the worst injuries are non-contact injuries where you see people have to quickly decelerate or shift or do something and many times because you know 
if we train in these unconventional ways, it's going to allow us to be stronger in these sports performance movements that just happen instantly, you know? So it's just one of those things that I tell people all the time. It's just important to incorporate this with whatever other training you're doing. And it's like, I always say, I still trade traditionally as well, but right. I infuse it or I also take time to focus on putting this into my program. Um, and also too, like, we don't need the constant load on the time, the heavy load yeah. on our bodies. And, you know, when you get to, and when you also get to master your own body weight or a mace or a kettlebell or something like unconventional, when you can master something like that, and I'm not talking the heavy, I'm talking about a medium to light mace, but the amount of tension you're using to break that mace yeah. through every movement and keep everything tight dude, holy shit, that's a, you're, you're feeling that more than trying to lift some heavy weight. And you're like, holy crap. And try to do that for for this amount of time. And yeah. you see them. Big, I've gotten big athletes, guys, and it's just like, dude, I'm dead. I'm yeah. Dead. I'm dead. And it's like a 10-pound mace. Yeah. You know? Or I've even used a 7-pound mace sometimes on some of these guys for certain things. It's like, dude, holy crap, I can't. You know, I can't. <laughs> you know? And it's, yeah. and it's funny because these are strong guys. Yeah. But – a lot of times too is just a lot of other the strength that they have there it's hidden because sometimes they don't have the mobility the range of motion to access certain movements that's hiding strength that they have but when you start creating that and you start exploring with these movements and then you start seeing that strength comes out and you're like wow i didn't know i had this strength here and it was hiding the whole time because i was not training this way yeah you know so it's, it's amazing to see what what these tools can do for you um, especially also to in, a, in, in the talk of longevity as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing because when, uh, you know, when you're having a point of weakness in your kinetic chain, an athlete um, or actually anybody, right? It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or, or what your weakness, you're going to figure out how to get around it so you can continue to perform. And I mean, you're, you're dealing with athletes where the, they need to perform, so they don't care. They're going to perform, so they're going to work around that weakness. They're going to overcompensate somewhere, um, and they're going to they're going to try to ride out the storm. Maybe they will, but maybe they won't. Maybe they're going to c- continue to have repetitive injury there, and it's going to shorten their career. So, uh, with with unconventional style training, um, especially body weight and things like that, where they can rediscover how to challenge those weak points and, and bring them up and, and make those their strengths and everything, you're creating a whole new level of strength that that athlete has never had before. I mean, how much weight can you put on a bar before a person just can't move it anymore, right? But you could always exactly. upgrade that that body weight conditioning. It never gets easy, right? Like you're talking about bending the bar or breaking the bar. I don't care how strong you get. It's always going to be at max uh, ice, ice, isometric hold. It's always going to be at a hundred percent. So it's always going to be hard. No, and I, and I love it, man, because it's, it's, it's funny that we're talking about the athletes real quick, because I'm going to tell you, I always say this, that athletes are the biggest disguisers of dysfunction. They're the biggest people at being able to disguise dysfunction because you see some of the things these athletes do and you're like, holy crap. And then when you slow things down, you see, and you're like, man, look at their feet pattern. Look how they're running. Look at their stepping. Look at the, look at, you know, man, we got to improve that. Cause that's going to lead to an injury, you yeah. know, but 
it's just sometimes it's just the way they perform from their capabilities and abilities. They know how to hide that shit. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you have to bring them back and work from this bottom up phase and expose some of those things to show them, hey, this is what we can work on. We can make you three times better. Yeah. You know, so it's just super cool. Yeah, definitely. And and another group of individuals is, is uh, in the fire service. Same thing, man. Guys with like lower back injuries, knee problems. Yeah, you see them kicking ass on the fire ground and but they're disguising it. They're working around it. They have to perform. That's how they get paid, you know? So it's like they're going to do whatever they have to do. But uh, it's just recognizing that you can't run like that forever. It's it's going to kick you in the butt sooner or later, and okay. it's going to finish you, you know? So, I mean, if now, if you're, you're training athletes regularly, are you um, – do you have anybody from any of the professional teams – in uh, so actually, Miami there? I'm, I'm not training as many now. I was training more before. Yeah. Just because I've moved more online base. Yes. Right. Um, but I have trained. I've trained a lot of, I've trained some college players. Mm-hmm. I've worked with some UN players. Uh, I've worked with uh, two Dolphin players. I worked with a Ravens player once. And I worked with him for a little bit. I worked with one baseball player as well. But mainly football was the thing I was working with the most. Um, I got to say I was more heavily involved with that two years ago. Now I've been shifting everything and I've been moving more online based digitally, doing a ton of events, workshops. Now I'm creating masterminds. Uh, so I've been moving everything over and I only have two private clients now and I just do big group events. So I've been shifting a lot of that, but you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not something I have done before. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I can right. definitely, you know, answer any of your questions oh yeah absolutely yeah no i just i just like get a a full comprehensive understanding of of you as an individual and now yeah let's talk about these uh big events that you do i did look at that online it's like you've got a ton of big events that you've already done you got some things coming up what's going on there are you collaborating with people or is this more of a a one-man show and you're just switched on and and moving around and grooving (laughs) so um I, when I started my events, a lot of them were just me, but I, then I've evolved from it. And I'm, I'm a big person in collaboration, so I love collaborating with people, and I try to do as much as I can. I'm also doing a lot of corporate wellness events uh, for certain clients of mine where I'll, I'll, I'll create programs for their in-house fitness and health for their staff, their clients. And then I do monthly events for them in unique um, boutique gyms that I'll find, host it, prepare it you know, let them explore new styles of exercise so they can get a feel for it. And that's more on the private corporate sector and the more open public. Um, I've done things on my own, but I've also collabed a lot. I've done events with Josh Evans. Um, I just did a huge one now at a mall with um, Kevin Curry known as Fitman cook. Not sure if you guys are familiar, but he's a, he's a, he's a pretty really cool guy. Um, he's very well known in the health and fitness cooking recipe space um, he's created a big name for himself, um, has been on, on, on big channels like the network, Food Network channels and all that stuff. So he's a big name that we did a collaboration. That was very cool. And, and one of the approaches this year that I've been taking a lot in is really trying to go the route of also being able to educate people on the value as far as like how I built what I've built. You know, so I've yep. been taking an initiative this year to teach people how to build what I've been able to build, not just on not just training 
you yeah. know, but also how can you build your training business or how can you build your health and fitness business? How can you build this? So I've been taking a big push on, on doing that. And when we did this event, we had a 45 minute body weight class. We did a, we had a food uh, catering and then we did a Q and a panel and it was really cool because people got to ask me and him questions on health and fitness, social media, entrepreneurship, and just, it was really cool to be able to experience that because that was my second Q and a, but it was really cool because I got to do it with somebody who's done this many times. And, um, it, it, the experience, I loved it. I love being able to answer people's questions and see where people are coming from and see what people want, especially in the health and fitness space and see where people are going to. And I saw that I was able to give value on another level, yeah. you know, not just training only. And I really enjoyed yeah. that. So I discovered something in myself that, I was like, man, I really can see myself growing in this area. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, and you should because you're you're actually living it. You're you're saying, "Hey, I want to build this business. How do I do it?" So you're doing the research. You're 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 probably going for consulting from people and reading books, whatever you got to do, and you're building your own business. So therefore, you have legitimate experience in doing it. So if somebody else wants to be as successful as you, uh, why not go to you for information and 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 uh, knowledge? I mean, it makes perfect sense. And if that's a place where you see yourself going, then that's where you're going, my friend. I, and that's that's awesome. And more power to you. Now, I have a question about. Uh, you said you like to collaborate with people, and uh, that's like one of my things too. I like to collaborate with people because I see. I guess it might come from being in the fire service for so long. There's no, you know, it's a team. It's a team. You're developing teamwork because we don't bring every strength to the table, right? So we like to collaborate with people so that way we could cover each other's strengths and weaknesses. Do you find that it's difficult finding people to collaborate with? I got to say when I first started and started trying to collaborate with people, it was a uh, it was almost a thing, especially, and it's not me trying to be like this. I'm not trying to say it in a bad way, but in Miami, it tends to be, a, it's very hard to find a lot of people to collab with because it's a very about me, 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 you know, what is it for me or what am I going to get from it? Or you're going to take my clients if we collab, you know, and it's just like, that's not the purpose. The purpose is not that the purpose is to help each other out because we all have our strengths and weaknesses, like you said, and I've been more, I've, I've, you don't understand how many people I've moved over to other trainers that I have, because I've told them, Hey, look, I think this trainer is going to be a better fit for you. Or I think this coach is going to be a better fit for you. And I think you guys are going to connect better. And I think that he specializes better in what you're looking for. Let me connect you with him. And that's the whole name of the game. It's being able to collab with people who are willing to do that. We're willing to understand that this is not a one person show only. You need to have the right people around you to make something happen. You know, cities weren't built with one person, you know, things weren't, you know, you know, things weren't built with one person. Something might've started with one person, but to really build something, you got to have a team of people. And it's just, like I say it all the time, like more collabing and the more, uh, self giving you can be like that it's it's beautiful you know and if you can take a lot of times if you can remove that ego um away and just think like oh they're gonna take my people it's just they want only um growth for them that you're never gonna win you know and a lot of people even not tell me they're like oh um you know if you're at this level 
on social media, would you be willing to collaborate with somebody at that level who's who has lower following? And I go, I don't care about the following. I care about who the person is, the value that they bring, and who they are. That's what I care about. I can care less if you have 50 followers and I have this many. I can give a shit about that. I care about what you as a person are doing and how we can help each other out in a genuine way. You know, obviously there's people that are going to always take advantage and you can tell right off the bat if they're genuine or not. But if you're a person who wants to grow, learn, and you see that they're willing to help you and give to you, then why wouldn't you be willing to give back? You know, yeah. and that's how I look at things. And for me, that's that, that goes so beyond because you never know. And I tell people all the time, you never know who that person might be one day. Yeah. You never know who that person, where they might get to. And right. you know what? You burn that bridge. Yeah. You know, but if you help them and they see and you give them your time and you support them um, in a smart way, like they get there one day and you know what? They're going to remember you. They're going to remember you. Damn. You know, he was a guy that was always there helping me. He motivated. He collabed with me. He didn't care if he had this more than I did. He believed in me. He gave me his time. And you know what? Now that I'm here, I'm going to help him. And that's or her. And that's how it is, you know, and, and I just I, I really push that to people is collaborate too with the with the right people that have the right mindset of wanting to do things the right way and 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 really look at this as a teamwork thing, not just a you know, one time, this is in for me, you know, I'm gonna get whatever I can of it. No, I like to create collaborations that I keep connections with forever. Right. And I always tell people when you collab with somebody through social media immediately take that contact contact and relationship move it over to the real world get yourself off of like don't even talk to them through social media get their phone number get their email and stay connected in real life because wow. at the end of the day the real life connection is the real way to winning but social media is just a great way to get those connections into the real life because a lot of people get stuck and they stay on social media you got to move it over. Right. You got to move everything over. So it's like I tell people, you got to you got to be able to grab, connect and build. Grab, connect and build. Grab, connect and build. And then from there, you just keep doing that and you repeat it. And from there now you have a group of amazing people outside of social media. So what if social media crashes one day? Yeah. Guess what? You have all your connections in real life. Right. You're good to go. You have the collaborations you did. You have them here. You're not, they're not stuck on social media. And that's one of my things that I always live by is make sure you move everybody you connect with and build relationships, move them over to the real life and collab with them in real life. That's excellent advice. I love that. That's, that's really great. And so do you feel that um, a business, uh, okay, you got a, um, a couple of coaches let me let me back it up a little bit. I my opinion on the fitness industry is that it's heavily saturated, and that the current model really isn't working for most people. Um, they're they're in conflict with each other, or they're competing with each other all the time. And I always feel that if local gyms and local trainers collaborated more, they'd create a new fitness model that would bring everybody up a notch. But it's dependent on how people reciprocate each other, right? Obviously, you just said earlier, um, if a if a collaborative effort takes place, and and say somebody gets a, a whole bunch of 
uh, followers because of it, but the other person doesn't help in that collaborative effort. That's that's like a form of reciprocation, at least at that low level, where you know they can't exchange money, but they can exchange time and help promote each other. Is that like a a, a foundational place to start for these these uh, local gyms and local trainers? Yeah, no, definitely, man, and 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 I agree. Where I th- I think instead of seeing yourself as oh my competitor, it's it's more of how can I help you? How can you help me? What do you do that's different? What do I do that's different? And how can we use each other and our and our people the right way to 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 make now a synergistic circle of movement where we're both feeding off of? And if people can come, you know, willingly and be able to work together like that, I think that's what's amazing, you know, and take. And I'm not saying like every person has to eat. And, and of course, business is business and you have to make your business grow. Right. And it's all about aligning yourself with the right people. You know, obviously, if there's a person that, hey, they're not in it for, hey, then don't align you. If they're not a good person, they don't want they don't want to help you. They're, they're not here to to win together. Then you don't align yourself with that. You align yourself with the right people. So I get to people all the time. A lot of people complain only about the bad and there's only bad. There's only bad. But you know what? There's a lot of good out there. Don't yeah. focus on the bad. Find the people that you need to align yourself with. And that's all you got to care about. Don't care about the people who don't. Care about the people who are and look for those people. But the many times, it's a, it's a thing where it's we don't want to look for it. We don't want to do the work. You know, we just want it to come to us. And that's not going to happen. You got to go out there and search for it. Yeah. You might have to hit up some people until one responds to you. You know, and that's fine. You know, but in this industry, in the fitness space, I think it's very interesting because like you said, it's a very saturated market, but I think what makes it unique is how can you be known or how can you separate yourself is one of the things is, is a lot of people try to go too broad or a lot of people just try to be going through, you know, trying to be the everything model. And it's just like, you got to hone in on what you really want from the fitness industry. And one of the things is I told myself is like, yeah, great. I know how to train like this. I know how to do this, but what's going to make me different that's going to set me apart and I'm going to go after that. What do I enjoy doing the most and what do I master the most? That's what I'm going to be known for. That's who I'm going to be known for. And then you find other people in the fitness industry where they might be the masters at something, even though you both may know how to train certain things alike, but now you guys can exchange clients. You guys can work together. Why? Because you're the master of this and you're the master of this. And now you can be like, hey, look, my buddy over there. This is what he masters at. And if you're looking for that, let's go do that. And we can still do what we're doing here. And you can go do this with him and vice versa. You know, like there's opportunities in, in, in so many ways. It's just how we look at it and then approach it. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then, like I said, it's, it's like in anything in life. If you're around the wrong people, then that's what you're going to get. But if you're around the right people, then that's the result, the amazing result you're going to get. And at the end of the day, it's it's for everyday life. And not just fitness. It's not just business. It's not just, it's for everything you do in life. It's who you align yourself with. I love it. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, you're talking about building relationships, which which is easy, but it's hard. I mean, exactly. say hi to people, talk to them, be respectful, be courteous, um, do all that stuff. It's easy, but it's hard because you need to put an effort into building a relationship. It just doesn't happen with without you actually being thoughtful and conscientious of the people that you're involved with you have to really truly show them that they are somebody 
valued in your life and they need to know that. So that could be the hard part for people. And maybe some people, you know, socially, maybe they're not quite where they need to be yet. But for younger people, that's usually a tripping point, but they have to remember to keep doing it and doing it. Um, and I guess when it comes to relationships, it's we know how that goes. You meet people and then either you hit it off or you don't. But sometimes a, a year goes by before you realize, oh, maybe this isn't the right person for me. So there are some life lessons to be learned along the way. You're going to make mistakes. You can't avoid them. The mistakes, in fact, are what? They're, they're going to make you stronger, right? Exactly. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes. And my whole philosophy is you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Forward progress. You know? Forward progress. And, and I tell people this is in everything in life. You got to move your mind. You got to move your body. You got to move your soul. If you don't stop moving your body, you're going to die out. If you don't start moving your mind, you're going to die out. If you don't move your soul, you're going to die out. Eventually, that's the result you're going to get. You know, so you got to keep moving. And, and, Movement doesn't mean like, oh, you're going to go burn yourself out. No, movement means that you're taking action to do the things that are necessary for you to succeed. You know, so that's that's what I, I tell people all the time. And it's just like, if you can keep moving, you're going to win. But if you stop, that's when you stop the game and you're going to just sit there stagnant and stuck. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't. And it doesn't mean you're stuck there forever. You can get up and start moving again. But you got to do something. Like you cannot just wait around and just wait for something to fall in your lap. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, like you have to go earn your stuff. You got to go earn things in life. You know, and it's just like from the day you're born to wherever you are in life, you have to go earn things. You know, it's not a hand me here. This is, you know, handouts. I'm giving out handouts. It's it's about earning your stripes. Yeah. You know, it's like. And that's a big thing that I feel like it's super important, especially I like to tell the youth because, you you know, you see a lot of uh, uh, things going on now where it's just like you're getting eighth place awards and you're getting, <laughs> you know, all these things where it doesn't make sense. And it's just like, why are you getting an eighth place award? Yeah. No, you know, you should be, hey, you didn't get first place. What are you going to do next time to get first place? Well, I got to go train. I got to go do this. I got to go take some practice shots. I got to go put in more hours into perfecting my craft so I can go back and win first place. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of that being lost um, with the way things are being upbringings and stuff like that, or, you know, everybody deserves to win. And it's, that's not the case. You know, the ones who deserve to win are the ones that put in the work. Yeah. You know, the ones that go out day in and day out sacrificing, you know, putting their money into the right investments to grow their, their, their mindset, who put the money towards their health to be able to get the right coaching or, you know, improve their self, you know, themselves as a person. The people who are every day completing their tasks and, and fighting for what they want, those are the ones that deserve to win at the end of the day. But if you're just sitting there and it doesn't mean that, hey, you're about it just means that you might be lost. And you just might need a wake up call and you can get out of that funk and start winning. But if you stay there, you're going to stay there Yeah. and you don't deserve anything until you earned it. And that's, that's my whole thing. Yeah. And that goes with anything. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, I tell, you know, you don't deserve the results. It's like I tell people in training, simple it is you don't deserve the results that you want. If you're not willing to put in the work to get those results. And it goes that simple, simple as this. You want to look like this, 
but you're still eating burgers. <laughs> Simple as that. This is what you're doing. This is what you want, but this is what you keep doing. Yeah. Are you going to keep doing this even if you want this? Or are you going to match the things together so you can get what you want? Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I love it. And 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 as far as like losing or getting eighth place awards and stuff, losing is a great thing, especially in our society, because everything is measured and calculated down to you could figure out exactly how you lost something. If it's a sport, well, look, you didn't if it's hockey, you didn't win because you didn't put any shots on net. You have like 15 shots on net. No wonder why you didn't score. So now, you know. When you come back, how to, how to come back stronger? Well, I need to put more shots on net, so that's what you work on. Same thing for everything else in life. There's usually some kind of feedback. Your boss is telling you, "Hey, you lost you lost the account because you did this." Oh, okay. I need to not do that anymore. I need to get stronger. Um, hey, you you were trying to cut forty pounds of weight. And by this time, but you're only 20 pounds and this is what you've been doing. So you need to fix that. It's really losing is a great tool if you want to put your head in the right frame of mind. And so people exactly. got to wrap their heads around. It. It's not like a, you're not getting kicked in the nuts and being you know, told you're done. You're not done. You know, come back and use that as a weapon. Use it as a force to make that that change. I mean, that's what it's that's what it's, losing is there for. Dude, we're, we're losing all the time. But it's <laughs> right. like I tell people, it's what are you doing with that loss? Right. What are you doing with the loss you got? That's what makes the difference. Because if you're losing and you keep losing, you're not doing anything about it, you're going to keep on losing. But losing, like you said, it's beautiful. Why? Because it shows you what you need to get better at and improve on. But you got to be able to take action towards those loss so you can start getting wins. And even in those wins, you're going to get more loss, but then you're going to know how to win even more. Yeah. And it's just going to be a cycle of that. But, or you could just keep staying there, accepting those losses and not doing anything about it. And that's where I tell people is like, you got to take those loss and put them into work, put them into work and put them into movement so you can start winning. Now, do you find that taking action is where the tripping point is with a lot of people? Just taking that action? I feel like it's a whole important thing is it's um, a lot of people say, oh, I need the motivation. I need the this or motivation helps me this. And motivation is great. It has its place, but motivation is not what's going to create the result. What creates the result is action. Action is what creates the result. Motivation might boost you up to start doing something. But then you see a lot of people get motivated and then they fall off. And that's where the problem is, you know, and, and it's just like, you, the action is where everything's taking. The more you can move and the more that you see the movement going, that's where you see the winning happen. You know, because it's easy, it's easy to get motivated for a quick second, get up and be like, I'm going to go do this and do it for a day or two. And then, oh, shit, I'm falling down again. Right. You know, and I think a lot of that has to do with mindset. You know, and, and that's what that's why when I even do my when I've done my training and I've trained people and I've done stuff, I tell them all the time. It's not just physical and it's not just mental. It's both together, you know? And that's another thing I love about the mace, about the body weight is that it challenges you both mentally and physically. It gives you a challenging both ways. Mentally, it could be draining and physically it can be draining and it can expose things mentally and physically. Right. And if you can use these unconventional tools to strengthen both your physical and mental capacity, it's beautiful. And then you can enter these 
other realms of exploration and, and, and flow state. I like to call it flow. When you start flowing, you enter this flow state and creativity comes out of flow state. Answers come out of flow state. Discovery comes out of flow state. And it's just like, I feel like that constant growth of mind and body together is what can help you learn how to take those loss and turn them into wins. But if your mindset is poor and your body is poor, then how are you going to, first of all, have the energy? How are you going to have the, the, how are you going to be able to escape the blurry vision, the blurry, the fogginess mindset? How are you going to be able to get out of that if you don't work on yourself and you got to work on yourself? And that's why I tell people, you got to, you got to either find a coach, a mentor, like, dude, I have coaches, I have mentors yeah. and I'm a coach right? and that's perfectly fine. You need to have that, you know, but you know, we're, we're, we're all human at the end of the day and we're all going to experience downfalls. We're all, we're all going to have pains in life. We're all going to be able to, we're all going to have problems, but the difference between the people that are making things happen is that they know how to deal with their problems. They know how, and what I like to, I like to call it flip the switch yeah. faster than those people who don't because they're in, they have a system of the right people in place and they have a system of the things that they need to do and the habits that they that they have created for themselves to get out of a funk faster than somebody who doesn't have a system or a coach or a mentor to learn from to get out of that funk and then they fall in a deeper hole yeah but we're not perfect and 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 even those people who we might look at these millionaires and billionaires and whatever you want to call success or whatever you know success is not just money but just just using that as an example but whatever you may portray successful those successful people they go through crap all the time they go through shitty times but the difference is is they know how to flip the switch faster than you do and they know how to get back on track faster than you do and that's why they win and they learn from those losses so my thing is you got to work the mind you got to work the body together to be able to start turning your loss into wins yeah and i think when you're doing uh anything physical exercise and, and you're working, uh, you're doing exercise maybe with the people that you're collaborating with that opens up everybody's mind, uh, in a different way to come up with better business strategies and stuff like that. I think the, the old method of just sitting around in a room and, you know, writing stuff down on a piece of paper and, and I, I, I it has its place, but I don't think it's as effective as, say, going out to the park with, you know, five people that you're collaborating with and doing a little mace flow or something and then just kind of thinking about cool ideas on how you could push business and and, and continue uh, growing your business and things like that. I bet you you get way more good ideas out of For doing sure. it that way. Now, For if sure, you're dude. a beginner in, in the business and you're just starting out what advice do you have for those types of people who um, have very little money to spend on investment? And when I say investment, I also mean like education, right? Investing on yourself, uh, coaching, whatever. Like, where, Where's a good place to start investing in to build your business up? So if we're talking about health and fitness, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing that I, I really, I, I, one coach at Equinox told me. And it was, and I never forget. And it was, I remember I was complaining because I was just like, man, I don't have enough money to take these certs. I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough money to do that. And he said, stop complaining and see what you can do about it. He goes, why? He goes, look around this room. He goes, how many coaches in here have already taken those certs and you're not taking advantage of learning from those coaches? You don't need to go take the cert right now if you don't have the money, but you can go learn from the person who already took it 
and they're willing to give you their time, or maybe you pay them less and they're willing to take less, or maybe you are able to help them with something else and they're able to coach you until one day you have enough money to take the cert. But guess what? Now, when you take that cert, you already have learned what that cert has because you learned it from the coach who took it. So there's no excuses. Yeah. There's always a way to figure things out. And that's one of the first things I say, if you're a starting trainer, Hey, I was there and I was complaining. Like I said, I was complaining, but when he told me that I realized, man, he is right. There's a pool of education in here and I'm not taking advantage of it. And I don't have to pay an arm and a leg for a certification that might be a thousand dollars to start getting educated. And that's the thing, like a lot of times we do certain things in our mind because we're scared or because we don't feel we can get there. And we don't we don't let ourselves clearly open ourselves and actually see what is around us right now. And like I tell people all the time, like what you have right now is enough to get started. What you have right now is enough to get started. Nice. And and you know, it's as simple as going on YouTube too. Go on YouTube, find the right resources, find the right mentors you're looking at. I'm sure there's a ton of guys that we know that are great, credible sources. You can go on YouTube or Instagram and get some free content and start learning. But you have to you have to be willing to put in that work to research that. You don't just need a cert to, to start your, your journey. So I get in that part, in, in the education aspect, that's what I would tell young individuals is go find the right coaches, whether they're at your gym or on social media or on YouTube or online. And start learning from them. You don't need to be paying for these expensive shirts until one day you're able to make that happen. And then for those who are starting a business, you know, my first thing is write down all the things you have first, because I feel sometimes we focus on the things we don't have. We focus too much on the things we don't have. Nice. And then what does that do? It tricks your mind. It makes you think that you can't start something. And it makes you think that, oh man, I don't have enough to get to this level. And that's not true. Many times we actually have more than what we need to get started. And you just have to sit back and see, okay, I have this, I have this, I have this. I'm like, oh man, I have, I have stuff that I can start doing now. So let me start doing that. And then once you start making money, then you can start doing the other things you want to do or incorporate into your business. And it's like as simple as I tell people all the time, you know, content. Oh my God, you know, I can't create good content. I can't, I don't have good cameras. I don't, dude, if you have an iPhone, the latest iPhone, or you have the latest Samsung, yeah, you have the best camera out there to yeah. start shooting content and videos. There's no excuse. Right. Just go out there. And, and at the end of the day, it's what you're bringing as value in the content. It's what's going to count, you know, but you can do something to start moving the wheel. You just got to start moving the wheel. Too many people are scared to start moving the wheel or they're like, it's not perfect. doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to get something out there for people to start seeing, man, he's going somewhere. And if anything, people love seeing people start from the bottom and seeing where they end up later on. People oh, yeah. love that process. They love seeing that process. Like that, It's relatable. Dude, it's relatable. And you're like, man, dude, look where that girl, or look at that guy, look where they were a year ago. Look at it now. Holy crap, dude, they're going hard. Like they've yeah. grown, they've succeeded, you know? And it's just like, at the end of the day, like the, I tell people, and, and I even have to tell myself sometimes because I experienced it at times. There's really no excuse. It's just, you, you, we put limiting factors on ourselves and, Sometimes we do that because we're trying to protect ourselves from getting hurt or thinking that, you know, you know, or getting scared that we're going to fail at something. And it's just like, no, you got to just take little steps by step and move forward. Like you were saying, you got to move forward with whatever it is you're doing, you know, so what you have is enough and what you have can get you moving that wheel. And that's what I tell people all the time. Look at what you have. Don't look at what you don't have. 
that is some really good advice. And what I love about your advice is it's simple, but yet can be easily overlooked. Just writing down what you already have. You're so right about that. It's like mind blowing that you, people don't realize this. And I'm sitting here thinking, I do that stuff too. I think, oh, well, I don't have this. How do I get that? But it's like, well, wait a minute. What about what I do have? And then am I even hitting that at 100%? Maybe what I do have is what I should be working on and, and building that up first. And then I could worry about the other thing. Uh, you're right. It's a mind trick and, and we could get thrown off course so badly and get down on ourselves and everything. Uh, terrific advice. I mean, all around, um, I could see why you are aspiring to help other people achieve their business goals and everything like that. And 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 um, before we wrap it up, can you just explain what that would look like if somebody wanted to tap into you and get business advice to, to build up their their uh, personal training business and uh, their health business? You're seeing as far as like where they can find me and stuff. Yeah, or, like what is it? What does it look like? Do you do you do video work with them? Oh, um, okay, definitely. Um, so yeah, you know that's one thing I you know I've done you know Zoom calls like these. Right. Um, video is exactly video work as well. I'm actually creating the mastermind now with a, a business partner of mine in the content creating space. We're putting a mastermind together where we're gonna give you a full blown course on how to scale, how to grow scale leverage and build relationships, connect with top brands, connect with the right influencers, how to collaborate and even tactics to growing your social media. And we're going to be putting a mastermind together, which would be a whole series, like a teachable series where it'll go through different videos. We're going to be able to take a quiz at the end and see how you performed after watching each video. You'll have a set of questions. You can take them. It'll tell you, you know, how you did. So I'm working on that because I feel that I, I have this that I need to give to people and I would love to do that. And I feel like this mastermind course can help a lot of people in this space, especially I'm making it very health and fitness niche. Yeah. So I know the target that I want to go for. I'm not worried about getting everybody. I'm worried about helping the people that I, I know best about. And that's the other thing I tell people is go all in on what you know the most. I'm not going to go out there and talk to just every business. I don't know every business, but I know my business. Yeah. And if I can help other health and fitness professionals, and niche myself for that in the business realm, then you know what? That's who I'm going to help. So, and that's that's how I'm going to approach it. Um, so, as far as the mastermind, that's what I got in the works. Probably, probably aiming towards closer to summertime. That should be rolling out. And then, as far as like the consulting I do, I do um, some consulting online through Zoom calls, through phone calls, and through video, and also as well through written form. But mainly, I like to at least do uh, once or twice a week zoom call at least for 20 to 30 minutes and it's more to see where they're at what questions they have what obstacles are they hitting where are the barriers that they have and then i have tasks for them to do or um, challenges for them to do throughout the week and i always tell them one of the things i always tell people that i work with is i challenge them to do something uncomfortable every single day and it could be small medium big whatever it is because for me it's like growth happens through uncomfortability. So if I can challenge you to do, even if the smallest uncomfortable thing every single day, it's going to lead you to build more confidence. It's going to help you find new things you like. It's going to look, it's going to let you explore new, new, new places, new, new things that you may have not even thought you liked about. And that goes the same thing where I tied in with, with, with 
steel mace training, unconventional training, it's going to be uncomfortable first, but when you start doing it, it's going to get easier and it's going to get fun and a lot of stuff that's great is going to come out of it. So I always challenge anybody to do uncomfortable things every day. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge one too, because no matter how much a person uh, comes to you for training and you could teach them every little aspect of a business at some point or another, they're going to leave the nest. They're going to fly away, let their little birdie wings stretch and fly. And there's going to be a moment where they're in a position where they're uncomfortable. It's always going to happen. And if they don't know how to handle that at that moment, they're not going to do as well. But if you if you teach them to be in an uncomfortable position, they're now comfortable with being uncomfortable. Their mind operates on a different level and they say, hey, I'm used to this. I'm used to being uncomfortable. I'm used to not knowing what the hell to do. And you know what? I'm fine. I'm going to figure it out. And they, they, you, cause you develop little mechanisms and tricks and ways to handle those situations. If you put yourself in it, it's just like weight training. It's all reps, right? You just got to get the reps in. I love that. It sounds like to me, you have a rock solid plan here to, um, help people sprout their businesses and move forward. And I love the passion. I love the energy. And I think that you're going to do very well with it. Um, you know, good luck to you with that. And, and um, keep keep uh, crushing it out there, showing us cool videos on Instagram and everything like that. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, just give everybody uh, the best way to get in touch with you. Definitely. So um, you can find me through my Instagram, which is Mendez Fitness, M-E-N-D-E-Z Fitness. Um, my email is mendesfitnesspro at gmail.com. Uh, my YouTube is Mendes Fitness. I'll be doing a lot more stuff on YouTube now as well. But um, feel free to send me a direct message. Feel free to email me. I will respond. I always do my best to, to, to do that. So you will hear back. Yes, I, I could guarantee that because I hit you up on uh, Instagram and I mean, you have a lot of followers. I'm sure your your DMs are slammed all the time. And somewhere in there, you're like, yeah, you're like, yo, bro, let's go. I love that. Let's go. Let's go. You're always pumped and ready to go. But yes, very, very easily reached, which I think is so cool. Um, so that when I noticed that about you, you you know, sometimes it'd be a couple of days, but I I know you're busy, man. Uh, it's hard, and no, I'm and I'd say somehow I'm gonna get back. Yeah, always, always, always. Even and like I tell people, sorry if I haven't responded back right away, but I will get to you yeah. and I will <laughs> give you my time. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, you've said that to me because we've been going back and forth to get this this podcast, and and uh and and here you are. I mean, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. What you uh, delivered to this podcast today and your knowledge and your expertise is is ridiculously large because that's the kind of show that I'm trying to run here. It, it is a resource, uh, one-stop shop for coaches and fitness enthusiasts alike to come to this podcast and get good quality information. And you just uh, put a lot of good free content that I hope people take advantage of out there, but people could easily see that you have some depth of knowledge in the field and that they could tap into you for um building up their business or taking their fitness to the next level, right? You do, you got it all, the, the physical and the mental and the business. I love it. So thank you, my thank friend. You, thank you very much. I I'll appreciate be, you. yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll be running into you in Miami sometime. Hell yeah. You already know we're going to kill it. Uh, yeah, definitely. 
That's it. I'm just not going to do the thing where you're on the video uh, online flying in the middle of the air. You're literally flying. <laughs> you look like Superman. I know what you're doing there. I, I, I don't even know how to do that. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people got to check that out. He's flying through midair, everybody. He's like Superman. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. It took, it, it took a lot of loss to get there. I, got there. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But again, it, 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 it goes right back to the message. Stay with it. Keep moving forward. Exactly. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate your time. You too. Thank you.